Yeah. Make it a little bit shorter. We're recording. We're gone. Here <laughs> we're live on air. Alright. Episode seven of Fat Pat Podcast. We're underway. Thanks for listening to Fat Pat. I'm here today with Sam Anderson. What's going um, on? What's going yeah. on, y'all? Alright. I got Sam Anderson here. What's up? What's up, y'all? Um, I feel like we should sit. You should, like, r- roll closer to me, maybe, with your chair. Or if you uh, can. Yeah, like, just that. so we could both talk into the phone. Now. Yeah. Um, do you, you want to give a little brief intro into the mind of Sam Anderson or into the, the mi- background? <laughs> um, <laughs> if nothing else? I don't I. Well, I mean, I study, I study history, social studies. Planning on being a teacher. Um, and At so, the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. Yep. <laughs> um, We're coming to you live from Lacrosse, Wisconsin today. Sorry. Yeah. Um, here in my house, in my office. <clears throat> and yeah, so uh, that's really where my area of interest is. I do a lot of reading on stuff like psychology and philosophy, religion. What about what about personal interests? Personal interests, uh, running. I like to write. And Blowing trees, <laughs> fucking pussy. No, <laughs> no. Okay, sorry. Maybe not that. Um, I just thought I'd throw it out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, music. Lots of different stuff. I have a lot of interests. Um, but yeah, today we're what we're talking about. What do we got? On, yeah, what do we got on Sam's pal? Sam is running this episode. I'm merely hosting it today. On, on the agenda today, <laughs> we'll talk about because we, you know, it's really hot right now. Politics. Um, we're going politics today. Going politics today. Well, not necessarily dive into any particular issues, but look at the overall just political climate in general. The right climate. Now. I love it because it's just so polarized between right and left today. It's almost like there's a vortex. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody, Sorry, but, you said polar. I had to. Freaking, uh... <laughs> from the polar vortex in January. You have any polar vortex stories to tell? What you did? What I did? Man, I just sat inside all day. That's, I think, what everybody in the and, Midwest did. Hunkered down. Yeah, I played video games. I worked outside during that. <laughs> it was fucking rad. I was in West Virginia though, so yeah. it, it only got down to zero. That's still that's still really cold. Yeah, without wind chill. So <laughs> it was like yeah, I remember I spent a lot of time next to the heater. Spent a lot. Of, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna dive anymore into what I was yeah. doing at work during the vortex. We, but we took a little tangent. <laughs> that's alright. Um, that's alright. That's what podcasts are all about. Um, yeah. all right, Sam. Fire Let's away. Let's go. Well, so we have... <laughs> if you, okay. if you let me, if you let okay. me start here. Sorry, yeah, I'll let you start. All right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, today we have so much polarization in, in politics between liberals and conservatives. And you know, we were talking earlier before we decided to do this podcast about how people really seem to just align with one particular party a lot of times yeah and, everyone's and a fucking sheep an ideologue dude i, I the I, words of jordan peterson <laughs> i read a quote the other day 
it's probably on Twitter or something is where I consume most of my most of my con- online consumption goes towards Twitter or Instagram so I'm pretty basic in that regard mm-hmm. but it said in a in a nation filled with sheep ran by wolves you have to become a lion to survive mm. and that freaking you know where did you read that I want to say Twitter. It's either Twitter or Instagram. It's pretty Machiavellian. Machiavellian? Yeah, Machiavellian. What the fuck is Machiavellian? <laughs> Machiavelli, he wrote The Prince, which is basically... That was in the Renaissance in Italy. He wrote The Prince. And basically, Machiavelli was just calling out the... Um, he was just calling out the government. Like, he was just like, hey, I know the game that y'all are playing. Yeah, like, it's some horse shit, dude. I, and, and, and so, The Prince is a Wait. really well... Uh, widely read even today among like politicians okay give us a little bit more about maki or whatever and this book because you now people are gonna maybe i don't know maki all 20 of my listeners or whatever might <laughs> they might be the, interested the know? prince the the prince is so i haven't i haven't read the prince all the way through but i've read portions of the prince it's um, a book yeah or it's pretty it's a short little it's basically like a pamphlet it's probably only like 80 pages collection of letters or something like that. yeah it, it basically it's it's i forget who it was addressed to but Machiavelli was addressing it to whoever was in charge basically of i don't, I don't know who it was of the governor or whatever mm-hmm. and, um i think it was in florence italy if i'm not mistaken and basically he said like in the letter he's basically saying like i know the game like I know the political game that you play to y'all, like y'all aren't fooling anyone. To like control like <laughs> people basically. Like I right. know that like Actually the thing of it is they fucking are fooling a lot of people, dude. Yeah. Oh, big time. It's wild how many people are living life with their fucking heads in the sand. Down. And like like I'm not saying that it's like really it's not really bad, but mm-hmm. it's like There are enough people though that Um I no, I mean like what what they're doing isn't like no, it's it's not some conspiracy. Yeah, theory, it's not right? huge. Like, cause people hear people hear us say that and be like, "Yo, oh. these fucking hipsters are out of their fucking minds." Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's not some like conspiracy thing. But it is ultimately like, politics is a game. Like, there's no denying that. Like, between liberals and conservatives, Democrats and Republicans, yeah. they're just playing a game. Like, no, there's there's no doubt in my mind that every politician has to either say something they don't truly agree with or not completely say what's on their mind because they can't because they're afraid of the reaction. Yeah, they might so lose. Nobody can be real and it's led to a really poor, fake yeah. fucking I mean, system. Yeah. It's, it's bad. I mean, the fact that actors like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ronald Reagan was yeah. an actor. Oh my it's God. It's like the fact that these people, like literally actors are becoming our politicians. It's, it's like, because they're... Donald Trump had a fucking Dude, uh, it's his own reality show. That's what it is. It's like whoever can act like they'd be the best wins. Yeah. Whoever's got the largest persona, charisma, personality, and it's just you uh, have to. It's you fake. Have, you have to say yeah, the right amount of things publicly and present yourself the right way publicly. Yeah. And only to a certain market, as we've proven with President Trump. Mm-hmm. You can say you can completely say. Fuck you to half the country. As long as you get the other half loving you, you're yeah. you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Just be a populist, and we need freaking Isaac Springstrow here. Is who we need. <laughs> yeah, Isaac would have some interesting things to say. He usually does, but 
Yeah, it's more about and, and it's not it's not that these politicians don't have good intentions, you know, like some of them, but like I think that that gets lost in the game, like right, like in in having to play the game, the the intentions kind of get lost because it's like, well, we're just saying like we're just reading this teleprompter, like. No, they're yeah, it's so bad. Nothing's organic, dude. No, it's it's not real. It's not really heartfelt. It's just like, what what can I say? What can I do to appeal to this group of people? How am I gonna get votes? Yeah, How, it's ugh. and and what group of people do I sacrifice by appealing to one group of people? Like, there's the opposite group that's going it's, to completely no. disagree with me, but. Can I sacrifice? It's well calculated. Yeah. And that's why most of them just play it safe and don't dare align with the other with the other side at all on mm-hmm. any issue because they want the right vote. Like, if they're on the right, they want the left vote. Yeah. And if they... If they even play the middle ground. They can't like, play the middle ground because no. they'll lose to somebody that is completely right because so many people are on that right-wing team or on that left-wing team that... Mm-hmm. If somebody dare jumps over to the other side for even one issue, they're gone and out. It's, yeah. It's fucking... It it's wild. It's re-election. led to some radicalism. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Yeah. And it's like... Um, oh crap, what was I going to say? It is what it is. Yeah, it's... You know, it's a game. and And I think people are recognizing that it's a game. But unfortunately, Most pe- a lot of the young people who are recognizing, like people our age who are looking at it and are like, oh, like this is all like, yeah. this is all BS. Like this is all just a bunch of like, they're just playing games with us. But like the problem is, is that it kind of like perpetuates a lot of de- like depression, dude. It's like there's nothing it's right now where it is like there's nothing we can do to, yeah. to fix what we got going. Right it it, it encourages like, apathy because everyone's apathetic because they're like, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Like, why care? Yeah, like why go vote? Why yeah. like why go do that? And it's like, the thing is, we do need to. We still need to vote. <laughs> like, we we like we should. I disagree with not voting at all because then it's like, well, then you're not really like where, making any sort of statement. All you're doing is saying like, where do you stand on anything. where do you stand on the uneducated choosing to not vote based on their uneducated, like they're. Because mis- oh, because like I don't know like the like you don't know the issues or whatever like, like an eighteen or, a lot of eighteen year olds I don't think have a fucking clue they're either no, vote they're either they go with what their parents their parents for the most part. they're their parents second vote or their friends second vote or whatever they see on TV or mm-hmm. whoever has the best haircut who knows like, <laughs> yeah. like you know what I mean or just like the personality like, yeah like, oh I like him he's cool yeah I have so, no idea what he fucking stands for <laughs> nothing. <laughs> It's just, yeah. or, uh, he's an asshole. I'm not voting for him. Mm-hmm. Or he's an asshole. I am voting for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's wild. No, where, so if you're not truly informed on either of the candidates, do you believe that it is ethical to, to go vote. to go vote? To oh, to vote. I, I mean, really, it's like I think people should exercise their right to vote. Right, because everyone's like, "Oh, you need to go vote. You have to yeah. go vote." You don't have but, to. But what? You don't have to. It's America. It's a it's a right. It's a privilege, but it's something that me with like the historical background that I have, mm-hmm. it's like understanding the, how powerful voting is historically and how much mm-hmm. it it is a right that people have died for. You know, like yeah, and the fact that people could have a vote like just have their voice heard like yeah at a point when when it was all monarchy in europe 
and no one had any rights, people, really. People are dying for other people to say, all right, yeah, we'll count your opinion. Yeah. It's, well, <laughs> it's it, so wild, dude. It comes from the Enlightenment with, um, with uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Vol- I think, was it Voltaire? Or he said, I disagree with what you say, but I'll die for your right to say it. Yes, I love that. Like, and like, that's what it, that's where it really comes from. It comes from that enlightenment thinking of like, yeah, all right, everyone should have a voice. Everyone should be able to like say what they're, what they believe and You should, oh, dude, it's, there's so much shit I could fucking talk about right now. It is wild how much, if you don't, there's people right now just with every issue, mm-hmm. not, not even political issues that if they don't agree with somebody or their way of thinking, they completely cast them off as a whole fucking person. It's like, yeah. no, they, you should value everybody's opinion because, you know, that's the whole, that's yeah. the market. You know, it's like, it matters. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. And you don't understand why that person has the opinion that they have. Like, you don't understand where they come from, who, what what kind of cultural background they have, like, the people yeah. that they've been surrounded by, like, the ideas that have been put into their head since they were, like, a kid. It's like... Dude, it's right on, It's dude. like, all that stuff influences how people see the world, and it's like, just because somebody sees the world in a different way, from a different perspective, because they have a different background, doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're, like dumb or ignorant or so you might think that but like you're speaking from your own perspective like you're speaking from your own conditioning like and i love it yeah and like it's it's so frustrating when people come together like from those different parts of the political spectrum and there's no genuine conversation because right. both sides you're listening to the other person talk but you're mm-hmm. not really listening no because the whole time they're talking you're thinking about, about what, what your response gonna, yeah. is going to be so it's like that's not when, even when, listening <laughs> when, yeah really you should listen and then tact like think in your head mm-hmm. hmm i wonder why they're thinking this try to truly put yourself in their shoes and see where they're coming yeah. from and nobody's fucking doing that no no empathy it's wild the, the lack of empathy is, is it's like and they don't even they don't even take a second fucking thought. It's just a lot no. of <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of people do it like oh these ignorant fucking old white men they don't fucking they don't care about anything except for their own fucking bank accounts and mm-hmm. they don't give a they don't give a fuck about anybody. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking it's just assumed. That, it's just that wild. They're heartless people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> uh, uh, in the like what you said like honestly making the attempt to put people like, put yourself in other people's shoes and trying to, like, think, like, okay, if, if I had been raised in the environment that this person had been raised in. Because our environment, that, no doubt, like, that influences us so much, and it's, like... The empathy is fucking huge. If everybody could fucking take a little bit more of, like, time to work on empathy, the, oh, my lord. We would get lord. along a lot Yeah. <laughs> we would Ta- get along a lot better. Talk about people would be willing to read Twitter comments again. Yeah. I know a lot of people that turn off Instagram comments. They just completely don't even look at their Twitter mentions. Mm-hmm. People are out here being wiling out because <laughs> they're <laughs> they're really not taking the time to think about, okay, why is this why is this person saying this? They're completely starting off their, you know, rebuke to the statement with an attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it comes from an emotional place. Yeah. That, that that's one of the things that um 
I read about in a book by Jonathan Haidt, which is right over there, called The Righteous Mind. And The Righteous Mind, oh. it's about how, why people are so divided politically and religiously. Yeah. And his argument, he's a psychologist, a moral psychologist, so mm-hmm. he studies how people develop their sense of morality, what's right and wrong. And so he he dives into that and does this study, and he has a theory called moral foundations theory. Uh-huh. And moral foundations theory... His basically, moral foundations theory. Yeah. Do some fucking research. Look it up. Um, <laughs> And you can you can go to mymorals.org. Mymorals.org. And you mymorals.org. Mymorals.org. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> and you can take the survey. It's basically a survey and what the results give you is it gives you a picture of where you stand on these different moral foundations. And Wild. and it also compares liberals and conservatives and how they differ morally. So basically his his argument in his book is that people develop their positions on, like, they're basically their political parties align, alignment based on their sense of morality. Like, mm-hmm. and so basically, liberals, people who lean more liberal, tend to focus a lot on care and liberty and fairness. Those are like the three foundations that liberals tend to really like gravitate towards. Okay. And and that explains why like social issues would, tend to be so, yeah, so important for a lot of people who are I, really liberal. I would argue that both sides stand for fairness, but both sides have oh, their yeah. different ideas of what's fair. Absolutely, no, no like, and I'm, yeah, I'll get to that. Um, but like basically, the he then he looks at the conservatives, finds out the conservatives are actually a lot more balanced typically, because the other three foundations are loyalty authority like respect for authority and um sanctity or like purity sanctity yes like like can we using these wild wild words i have an uneducated audience sanctity <laughs> sanctity is like is like purity you know like mm-hmm. like religious purity like you know like sexual purity sure not doing drugs all that kind of stuff like usually related to like religious issues and so conservatives tend to typically be higher than liberals on those three foundations mm-hmm. But overall, conservatives are a lot more balanced than liberals. Liberals tend to be really high in those first three that I listed and like much lower in the other three. Because a lot of times, uh, people who are really liberal, like the farther left they are, the the least respect that they have for like authority and like, you know, government and, um, you know, like... Not that they don't have any respect, right? right. <laughs> like, not I'm, that it's not there, but it's typically lower. I'm, right? I'm in a big uh, limit the government, you know, like uh, less government. The libertarian we, we kind of. Yes. The, the less government, the better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And freedom over any, anything. Yeah. Freedom on every issue. So I'll take like a, I'll take like a, okay, we can have our guns. You can have your abortions because we're not going to regulate anything. Mm-hmm. I think the less, there needs to be law and order, obviously, but yeah. the less, the better, I think. Yeah. That, and everything will sort itself out. Yeah. The, that's like... <laughs> freedom over safety, freedom over... Yeah, it's, you know, that, and that's, that's like the classic debate between, right. between you know... Because like, the liberal is like liberty, yeah. yeah. Like, like, and conservative is more 
I mean, we, we, I think we can all agree we shouldn't be killing, raping, stealing. No, absolutely. And, like, uh, you know, there's some other big ones, but it's, yeah. like... We can agree on those. Past that, like, the fact that I have to get in my car and I will be fined if I don't put my seatbelt on. I can't... If I own a business, I can't have somebody smoking inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, all these public safety issues, it's, like, I'll take freedom any day. Mm-hmm. That being said, it's they're public safety issues, but yeah, yeah, it's that's a tricky, you know, it's it's a, it's a tricky balance, like between freedom and order, like like order and chaos. Yeah. It's like, and that's been the classic debate for right. the last like several centuries, like, like pe- forever, really. People smoked indoors for hundreds of years, you know. Everybody fucking lived, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden, people decided. Kind of gross uh, no, or no matter what, cancer, like, secondhand smoke. It that. it exposes a lot of people to the carcinogens of smoke, mm-hmm. and people are dying of secondhand smoke, is what they said. And obviously, it's there's got to be more, you know, to some even if it's a small number, like b- buildings burning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that being that being said, that there was still at the time. I mean, when we were kids, you could smoke inside. Yeah. There were there were no smoking establishments. Everybody got along just fine, you know. It was like, and the seatbelt one. I already said, you know. They're they're protecting you against yourself. Is what is what is yeah. what's happening. I don't find that you know. To be, to be right, mm-hmm. personally. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, yeah. I think what you're get like, what I think you're getting at is like, people should be educated about about stuff about how to be safe yes but ultimately if they decide to like use that knowledge and put it into practice that's up to them yeah like like that's and yeah i can i can see the value in that like particularly in like so like when we looked at like legalized drugs well yeah there's there's drugs and then there's also sex as well like when they, sex education like they used to just teach, you know, like the abstinence only education. Yeah, that didn't work no, because that definitely didn't because work. high school kids are gonna have sex. Like it, it's just like <laughs> right. that. It's gonna happen, and so eventually, like people recognize that, and they're like, okay, it's probably mm-hmm. better that we teach them how to have safe sex if they're gonna have sex. Like, mm-hmm. and so like then you teach kids about how to have safe sex, how to wear condoms, take birth control, whatever it is, and that's a much better. <laughs> A better way because if you don't teach them at all because you only emphasize abstinence then yeah you gotta pick you gotta pick your battles yeah (laughs) it's uh it's the same way with drugs but we haven't we haven't got there with drugs like drinking Mm -hmm. why is the age 21 when we could we could have it at 18 or even no age and just educate as you were saying yeah would that would that lead to less binge drinking like just a more educational i don't Personally, on that, I don't think so because it used to be eighteen, and I think. See what I said is like, I had this debate yesterday with a friend, hmm. and their argument was that more education would work, and like people would be more responsible, you know, if they didn't have to like hide it, hide it, mm-hmm. and you know, they'd be acting like less of a fool because a lot of people when they turn twenty one, it seems like they kind of grow up with the whole drinking thing. But mm-hmm. that might just be because they're getting older too. You yeah, know? you kind of grow out of it eventually. You, well, you you drink, 
a lot differently. When I was 18, we all drank. Everybody mm-hmm. drank. And it was like, but we were, we were complete idiots about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Just stupid, yeah. stupid stuff. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, I'm 22 now and it's like, there's a lot more just casual drinking going on just with have friends. Just have a couple beers. Yeah. Or even just like, if we, if we are getting drunk, we're not acting like complete morons, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's most of the time we're, we're doing a lot less drinking with the intent of getting just absolutely hammered. Yeah, yeah. The the binge isn't isn't there. Like, <laughs> and, well, that, and that's like that's part of the college culture, you know. Like, the, yeah, the the part of the college culture where like basically it's assumed like you go to college. Most people, even though the straight edges in high school, a lot of times the straight edges in high school are the ones who like go off. Oh, in college, dude, like, yeah. Because they're preacher's, like preacher's daughter gone. Yeah. <laughs> Turn yeah. girl next door. She's hanging with Hugh Hefner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like but once people get that that sense of freedom from like, you know, the the structure or whatever. Maybe it's their, they have really strict parents or something in high school, and then they get out and for real and get some freedom and go off the handle on it. And you know, so there's something to be said about about teaching, just teaching responsibility. And I think they do they do aim for that in alcohol and like when they teach in like health education high school like they do like they do teach that like all right like if you're gonna drink like this is the legal limit like you shouldn't you shouldn't be above this or whatever like you shouldn't drink this many drinks per hour all that stuff like what i what i'm asking is if you know you can go enlist in the military when you're 18 mm -hmm. and but you can't legally drink but you can't go into the bar and have a beer with your buddies yeah and would would you move it down to 18 and assume that people will be drinking more responsibly or do you think that they're still like growing in that growing phase at that time? I think, I think it should be 19. Uh, that's because my they're completely opinion. out of high school. Yeah. Cause yeah. there's no high school. Cause if you have a bunch of 18 year olds at high school, like you're going to have all these 16, 15 yeah. year olds who are trying to get alcohol from the 18 year olds, the seniors and high like, schools are going to be flooded with alcohol. Yeah. Like it, yeah. I've, I don't see it being a very good situation. Like where as opposed to where they're off to college now, they're out of town yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Unless they're the hometown hero. I feel like if you're in college, you should be able to drink. Because everyone drinks in college anyway. Like, yeah. like Nobody nobody should be getting in trouble for no, drinking in college. You shouldn't get an underage at 19. Like, no. like it, it's just kind of like, it's it's a dumb rule. rule. Like, it is. It, I got mine at 20. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, about to, be, it's like, really, in three months from now, it's okay. But right now, it's not okay. It's it's it it doesn't work yeah i think i think when you turn 19 you're you're a freshman in college you know like not everyone goes to college but like you know but that 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 was that was my argument too like when when i was 18 because i know myself when i was 18 if i would have had an unlimited supply let's say it's really what you can get you can go into any liquor store and just you can buy three bottles of vodka and that's you know, mm-hmm. basically, you can go the next day into a different liquor store and get three more. You can go anywhere and get as much alcohol as you want. When I was 18, if me and my buddies would have had that unlimited supply, which we had people that would buy us alcohol. Mm-hmm. But the that unlimited supply, we would have been... We would have been complete drunks. We would have... <laughs> Degenerate level. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking, uh... Because um, we, were, we were just not mature yet when we were 18. We weren't mm-hmm. men yet. Uh, we're, I mean, we're still growing into our... Yeah, you know, most mature self, I would say. Absolutely, yeah. Like I'm, I'm almost twenty four, but yeah, I'm not. No, you're I'm not, not there, there yet. yet. No, no. <laughs> right. I, you, I you still do, do dumb stuff, and your brain's developed until like twenty six or seven, anyways. So. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's longer with males. Mm-hmm. Females um, mature faster. But yeah, that was my argument too. Is like I think it should be twenty one. I think cigarettes should be twenty one. Yeah. Just but dude, the fact that don't cigarettes need to be are smoking cigarettes, dude. The fact that cigarettes are eighteen and alcohol is twenty one. Is yeah, one gives you cancer, one makes you happy. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, you get cancer from drinking too if you drink too much. But yeah, you if you abuse it, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But cigarettes are so much easier to abuse. Cigarettes is like. People get hooked on cigarettes like right fucking now. Yeah, it's it's wild. That's because like I think a part of it is just the the anxiety level. Yeah. Because nicotine is it helps yeah. anxiety big yeah. time. It just calms you down. Yeah. And so if you're a person who's really anxious, it also a lot of depressed people are chain smokers because yeah. it's a little bit of a stimulant. Oh, so oh, yeah. That nicotine is so when you're you know we've all had bouts of it where. It's hard to get up sometimes when you're down in the dumps. Yeah. Yeah, if, you, if you've had and the, the depression, c- anxiety. The cigarettes, they do lift you up a little bit. Yeah. It's like they, they, make you, they make you get up. The cigarettes and Mountain Dew guys, they're probably some of the saddest people around. They just don't mm-hmm. act it. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, like the... The, stim- the guys on doing the stimulants. Yeah. Like the, the, the drugs... You know, I think the drug conversation's interesting... Because you can you can call so many things drugs, caffeine, yeah, like, nicotine, like not, not even just substances that you put into your body, like I'm talking like technology is a drug, like oh, social just media, an addi- just an addictive action or yeah, substance, like, like yeah, something that because because a drug is something that causes a it causes some sort of chemical reaction. You, you get you, that dopamine, you hit. get some dopamine, you get serotonin, like yeah. whatever it is, and technology is. Like, or our entertainment. Dopamine. Is releasing dopamine. Like, when you play a video game. All you're doing is looking for that next... Really, I have a theory that all life is is looking for your next slap of dopamine. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. That's all it is, dude. You're looking for something that's gonna, like, make give you, you some good. satisfaction. Make you feel happy. Yeah. It's wild. And you'll go to some... You'll do some weird things to get it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. You'll do some weird shit. But then it's like, it's like, how come? Then the question is like, but you look at children, and you think about your own childhood, and it's like they're children naturally are fucking just happy. I think it's because everything's brand new. I thought about that too. Yeah, they're as humans, we like exploration and discovery, mm-hmm. and when we get to a certain level where everything's repetitive, we we get a little bit sad. Mm-hmm. Where when you're when you're four, five, six, you're seeing all this shit yeah. you've never fucking seen before. Mm-hmm. Even going up until you're like yeah. in your early teens, it's like a... brand new shit. You're yeah. like, the first time you see it, it's like whoa. Mm-hmm. The second time might be still like oh that's really cool. Yeah. But you see it twelve times and you're like yeah oh, yeah I see that all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And you see it more than you see it the twentieth yeah. time. You're like this is actually starting to get annoying. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I loved it. Yeah. And that's how a lot of things are. That's why. People who travel, I feel like, are a lot happier. Yeah, people in new places. People who constantly go to new places or meeting, or even if they're with the same friends, doing mm-hmm. new things with yeah. friends, trying new things with friends. But interacting with new people. Interacting with new people new helps cultures, a ton. Like, yeah. Like, dude, when I went to Miami for, for spring break, like... Or even, like... Awesome. Even, like, when you moved to, went to Tampa for college. Yeah. 
Oh, big time. You when you first got there, Cultural shit was shift. slapping hard in it that was dome awesome. with sl- with some dope. <laughs> it, was like, yeah. it was like, oh, so beautiful. All these new people, mm-hmm. fine honeys running on the beach. And then <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Like you know what I mean. And then and then eventually I get homesick, you know. But yeah, you but get... that but those first like two weeks though. Yeah, you're right. Like those first couple of weeks, I was on I was on a high. Like, right. You know, and but then you you missed home. Because yeah. you, you love the people here. When you you came back and it felt a little bit brand new it again. It felt almost. new again, yeah, yeah. It's refreshing. Even just the climate, like even yeah, even going from the hot muggy swamps of Florida. That's what I think. Coming it's, up here, it's just that balance, just that change of scenery can help so yeah. much. Well, and and I think that's why so many adults nowadays, people who have been, you know, people who have been working for 10, 20, 30 years doing Dude, the same job. That's wild. It's like. Doing the same nine to five every single day. I worked. I worked with a guy, who did flat work concrete, a specific type of concrete. He did like just driveways, sidewalks, patios. Yeah. I, he didn't do much stamping. Mainly just you know, poured it, finished it. So like not even that detail to work. Flat work concrete owned his own business. In the northern Illinois area, just in that small area for forty oh, years. Yeah. Working every day, just pouring concrete slabs. Man. You're telling me that guy? No, he did not wake up every day. He's got to be miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe he wasn't, but I would be. I'd be miserable for doing that. He liked what he did, and like, if if you get on a construction crew and you're with some good guys, it helps so much because mm-hmm. you know you're always telling stories, bullshitting, mm-hmm. and it helps. It helps a lot if you if you're limiting your hours. You know, you get on some crews, you're working. 60 plus it gets a little out, out of hand mm-hmm. which uh you know it, it is good when you're young too to do that and make money it's some great experience to learn how to work that hard because it makes you so grateful when you yeah when when you find a better balance yeah, find something that, <laughs> it does yeah. you know it's it's an ex- it's a good experience to work a lot of hours while you're young i would say for anybody mm-hmm. but that being said yeah if you get on, if you get on a construction crew with some good guys it's not it's it's satisfying especially you're you are creating when you're so creative people, I feel like like construction mm-hmm. because you're building something. You're building something, yeah. You're like you're at the, you're on these projects when you're done. There's something hopefully really good looking at the end of it. You'd mm-hmm. be proud of. Yeah, yeah. You can be like, yeah, I had a part in that. Like, yeah. Um, sometimes a huge part, yeah. sometimes a minor part. But and like people are gonna use this building for hundreds of years. Yeah, like like literally, most buildings today will last over should last over 100 years yeah and the the buildings i helped build we, we did concrete walls those are those are multiple century buildings if everything goes right it's yeah, yeah. they're gonna have to redo you know the cosmetics of it all a bunch of times but yeah the building itself is there that ain't going <laughs> it won't go anywhere yeah all right well we'll do one cut segment and come back for a little wrap up we back. We back. Hey, we back. Uh, <laughs> so I, I wanted to go back to the, what we were talking about, you know, like with being kids and why kids are so happy, you know, like as adults. Dude, I wish that I got excited about fucking anything. As much as kids get excited about. Fucking bubbles. Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking. That, that was from a movie, isn't it? Dude, when you were a kid, did you, did you chew gum and blow bubbles? Oh, yeah. You blew bubbles? Yeah. Because Bubbles was in town the other day looking for you, so I just... I just... <laughs> what are you talking about? 
Are you talking about like trailer park boys right now? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I was like, did you chew gum and blow bubbles? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I figured you did because bu- <laughs> Bubbles was in town the other day looking for you. <laughs> you don't get- Yo, I don't get this, this <laughs> you joke. Bl- you blew bubbles. Oh, can I? Uh, yeah. You should have got it a little earlier. Oh, well. Yeah, that one went over my head. That's the, the relief. All right, anyway. Comic relief. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, like, kids... Yeah, part of it is, like, what you said with, like, the, the novelty thing. Like, like just think when things are new, it's, like, there's a little bit of that, that dopamine. and Or just... We just like new things. And... We get complacent really easily. We bought that brand new. But there's also brand new slaps, but old slaps when you haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, yeah. Which is like technically still that new feeling. Like Mm -hmm. that's why Crash Bandicoot just came back. Everybody bought it. Mm -hmm. Huge game on Xbox and PlayStation. All the 90s kids loved it. Remastered. They're doing remakes of The Lion King and Toy Story. Yeah. Because everybody wishes they were fucking sick still. Everyone misses it. It's so true. Yeah. Well. Oh. And what else? All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think think another reason why it's. They need to bring back candy cigarettes, by the way. I had a pack of those a fucking day. (laughs) When I was sick. (laughs) John got got like a. 24 pack of those candy cigs yeah his, his brother sent it to him and he came into my room one day oh, i figured he was like, you, you want a pack of these and i was like yeah sure man and like they're terrible I, aren't they? oh they're horrible dude they, <laughs> it's just like cardboard it's a stick of sugar in a cardboard box <laughs> but john goes through the other 23 boxes in like two days oh he's got sugar pumping through his veins yeah <laughs> he's made of sugar anyway um what was i gonna say so, oh no ranison what? Actually, they have candy cigs. Ranison. You know what Ranison is? No. Oh, get the fuck out of here. The freaking candy shop. I'll take it at a candy shop. Over by our old crib. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get I, the I don't know what that place is called. Gonna stick to your rib. I usually okay. go there to get energy drinks, but... um, They got some fire ice cream. Apparently, I haven't had it, but there's like a seasonal banana ice cream. If you're ever in lacrosse, go to the Ranison. Go to the Ranison. Candy shop, candy and ice it's cream parlor. 16th and Market. Is that where it is? Yeah. I know it was really close to where we used to live. Yeah, corner of 16th and Market. What up? All right, yeah. Dude, lacrosse has a really good candy presence with freaking the Ranison and Pearl downtown. Yeah, Pearl's good. The Pearl is fucking heat. Yeah, I do. If you ever... We're straight advertising right now. <laughs> yeah, no, to... yeah. We're not getting paid by either of these companies. Yeah, this just came uh, up for in the 20 people we will be touching with it. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe more, you know. Every time you do a collab, you get you get a new few listeners. Um, But anyway, to go back to the, you know, with kids and why kids are so happy generally i mean obviously like not all kids are like happy all the time you know if you come from a bad home you're not going to be this super happy kid like but in general like you know kids kids who don't have problems come from stable homes Mm -hmm. and 
they're not worried about the past, right? There's nothing to like worry about in the past. There's no regrets. There's no, there's none of that stuff. And the future, like what five-year-old, six-year-olds think about the future? Like, uh, planning I, I, their future. I'm thinking about the next three hours when I'm freaking Yeah. Sick. Not even. Not even. The next I three remember, minutes. I remember how long a 15-minute timeout was, dude. I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. For 15 fucking minutes. Oh, my God. No, yeah. Or, like, uh, we had to, we had the wall. is like, so the wall of the school. Yeah, if you're, I remember that. If you're at recess, we you're being that. bad, you had to go face the wall. Yep. For five minutes. Stare at the brick wall. And then they would come tap you on the shoulder when you could go back because you, you need to chill out because you were probably spazzing out. Yeah. I don't know how many times, dude, I had to go to the fucking wall. Because I was like, like, that's... You're just a little kid. You got a lot of I'm energy. You want to run around yeah. and let it out. So they go, you got to go to the wall. They would say it like... They weren't saying it nicely either. Yeah. Go to the wall! Those those recess aides? Yeah. Back in the elementary like, school? Oh my goodness. They were like... They were some of the meanest ladies, we honestly. Had, we had some not nice women. And I'm not going to name drop. I mean, they... People know who they are. You know where I'm from. They were not nice. And they're like... Like... That, like, that's some of the first, like, hate you have as a kid. Or the people that are controlling your... Yeah. Natural freaking people who are telling, telling yeah. you, yeah, what you can and can't. Even do. when you you know you're not supposed to be sitting in your desk as a whatever five, six, seven, eight, nine year old mm-hmm. behaving yourself. You're not supposed to be sitting in your desk. You're supposed to be out on recess, letting it out. They're still telling you that you have to go calm down over by the wall. Is like, mm-hmm. yeah, the wall, dude, piss me, <laughs> piss me wall. off. Something terrible. I remember the wall. We had that too. But, I don't know where I was. Where was I going with the ball? Oh, we'll come back to it. Oh, we were talking. Yeah, so we were talking about how, you know, like I, I was saying, kids, kids don't worry about the future, right? Like they don't, they don't think about the future. Like, oh, they, yeah. and when you're an adult, you're constantly preoccupied with the future. Yeah, and that's ultimately where anxiety comes from. Like, and I was gonna say that five minutes at the wall felt like for like yeah, you get anxious because yeah, that's that's anxiety. Like you're you. It's like I and, have lost something i'm not getting it back yeah <laughs> except you losing time and yeah. it's like and they're and, trying to teach you through that to like yeah behave you know, yourself it's but it's disciplining like, but it's, fuck you it's also sometimes that that disciplining is like they take it too far yeah where it's like you know let like let kids be kids yeah, you so, have you, like, you you have a and there's a fine line because with teachers especially i mean oh, you're going yeah. into teaching it gets to a point where are you you kind of have to parent the kids, mm-hmm. but also, like, parents, you know, have a certain way they want things done. There's, I would hate to be a teacher and have to deal with parents, dude. Yeah, it's, like, it's one of the, like, you, you can only teach so much, like, because you can't, you have to really try to not force too much right and wrong on them mm-hmm. and just keep them out of complete trouble and educate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I don't know about you growing up, I had a lot of, uh, First of all, every teacher was was a hard left winger. I had like two conservative teachers, mm-hmm. and they all pushed their own agenda on kids. Mm-hmm. Like there were so many that were like, you wonder why all these college campuses and all the high schools are. All right, I'm not even sure where we were. I just got a phone call in the middle of the recording. We record this on my iPhone. Well, you you were talking it's about a key. you were talking about your your teachers. The fact that most of them are left leaning. 
Oh yeah, teachers push that ideology. Yeah, every yeah. That, like that's why a lot of young people like they're they are being parented by the school system. Mm-hmm. A lot more yeah. kids than big time. And even when they go home, even that three months of summer, and, like, that's not enough. Like, they're not getting parented at home, a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. So all they have is the role models are the men and women who teach. Yeah. Well, yeah, If I mean, that, that given that they respect the teachers, you know, as as role models in that a way. A lot don't, but, but... Yeah. But I think... Yeah, like, the point that you make about, about the fact that, like, a lot of education is very liberal-leaning mm. nowadays, and it is. Like, you go to a, a college campus, and most college professors, they won't, they're not allowed to talk politically. Like, they're not allowed to express their political opinions, really, or, like... But you can tell. But it's subtle, and you can always pick up on it, and you can always tell... They'll say... This they'll, professor definitely is a liberal. Yeah, like, you'll, they'll, they, they'll say it in such a manner, or such a tone, where it's like... Okay, motherfucker, we know exactly what you're saying. And with the attitude they hold towards both issues when they're talking about them, it's like, okay, you're not coming out and saying it, Mm -hmm. so you're not breaking whatever fucking contract you have, but... We know. We all know, yeah, you're still doing it. Yeah, exactly. So that's where a lot of people need to look at their integrity. Mm -hmm. It bleeds through. And and, and the problem is then you have... If you have a classroom environment where, like, so college is supposed to be, college education is higher education, right? Like, it's supposed to be, like, a higher level of education where the students are more involved and the students are, like, higher talking learning. with the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> In the great words of Dizzy right? Like, they're, they're a part of the discussion. And what you do when you give off that vibe that you lean a certain way is you ostracize a certain ostracize a certain segment of of the classroom like like they're not gonna feel like they're able to talk they're like they're able mm-hmm. to express themselves fully and really articulate their ideas because yeah. they don't want the they're, professor who determines their grade yeah. they're jumping into the gauntlet yeah if they do that exactly Which, like i have controversial opinions about certain things like yeah. where i've been in college classroom where like i don't speak because not only am i aware that my professor leans yeah. a certain way but most of the people in the class are also like either they're in agreement with that opinion right and they're they'll say it or they're not in agreement but they won't say it because it just just stir the pot and i'm willing to say exactly what i feel because i'll die on my own sword that's how I feel. Like, mm-hmm. I would rather say what I think and have you hate me for it than be loved for who I'm not. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, I respect that. Or, like, even, like, yeah, there's certain certain things where you're better off saying nothing yeah. at all. You pick your battles, that kind of thing. But I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna act... I'm not gonna act... You know, if you if I have to answer it, I'm gonna answer it truthfully. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's sad, though. Yeah. A lot of people just fucking... Uh, they can't. Yeah. I mean, like, I've had experiences in classes where, like... So, like, I'm... I'm a kind of person that, like I said, I think higher education is supposed to be, like, students are really supposed to, like, express themselves and be more involved. Yeah. They're not just supposed to sit there and listen to a lecture, like, and the thing is, like, professors try to get students to respond, like, they'll ask questions, and the, the room, you know, is just silent, or there's, like, only a few people who raise their hands. Yeah. I'm one of the few people who, I talk all the time in classes, because yeah. it's, like, I'm trying to, like, to part of the learning experience. Here. Yeah, like, I'm paying for this. Like, 
part of this is like I want to express my ideas when we're talking about something in class and I want to hear what other people have to say no one wants to say anything I have a question for you here Hmm. a tangent question yeah how I don't know how to phrase this are people in your classes do you feel like they're truly there to get an education or a piece of paper? They're there to get a, a piece of paper. They're there for their credential. For the most part, people go to college because they, they've been told that the degree is what you need to be successful. So they don't truly care about absorbing the information. And most, and like, would you say like 90% of the time you're in a class and nobody in there cares? Absolutely. Or, or, is, Absolutely. It, or is it 90% of the people? Or, or people maybe care, but they don't care enough. Like they don't care, like they care about their grade. And, yeah, and they're they, not they're not truly trying to educate themselves. Exactly. Like like the content, it's like, oh, is this on the test? Or yeah. oh, are we gonna have to write about this in the paper? Then I'll yeah. pay attention, then I'll focus. There, but there's a lot of not on the test doesn't matter people, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Isn't there? And yeah. like and it's not to say that I haven't done that before. Like yeah. I, I've definitely done that in classes before where I'm like, all right, yeah, like if I don't really need to read this, I'm not gonna read it. But like other times where it's like Especially in history, because it's like, in history, you get you mm-hmm. get articles and articles, uh, like, hundreds of pages a week. Yeah. And, like, so there are definitely times where it's like, oh, I didn't read it. I didn't have time to read it, or I just yeah. didn't want to read that much. <laughs> and, but, like, the times where, like, I did do, like, all the readings for classes and stuff, it's like, I'm ready to talk about it. And then you get into small groups that professors break you into, and you can tell that nobody's read it. <laughs> and yeah. And it's like... All right, we can't really have a discussion because I'm the only one who read it. Or right, anybody watching Brewers last night? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what what, a, it turns into something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like what was the score of the game last night because none of us fucking read. Yeah, like, and so and it's not to say that I'm all oh, like I'm this better student. Like I always read and I always do it. Like I said, like I've definitely not read stuff before and been that person in the group is like, yeah, I didn't read it. Like, but it's just like. The whole the whole college climate nowadays is like you go there It's wild out here. To get a degree. You go there to party it up. Yeah. <laughs> you go there to drink and to have sex and like There are, there are a lot there are a lot of people who who are completely so much more focused on what school's gonna be more lit when they're picking their school. Yeah. Where can I go to have a better time? Where are my friends gonna be? Yeah. They are not truly thinking about what they're getting out of this. They're spending thousands of dollars to say they're going to college when really the entire time they're focused on drinking and then they end mm-hmm. up yeah. not in college a couple C's of years. C's get degrees, D's get degrees. Right. That kind of attitude. Like, if you're not really going for the, grad school or anything, you, like, the grades don't really matter. There are, a ton, there are a ton of those. Oh, absolutely. Well, and... Not to say there's anything wrong with it. No. It's a game we've set up, so let's play it. Yeah, it's... It's not, there's not necessarily anything wrong with it, but it is, it, it takes away from the integrity the, of the degree. Yeah. And the integrity of the institution itself. Like, like one, there's another book I read by, uh, a literature professor in, uh, University of Virginia and he's describing what college has become. UV, what and, up? <laughs> Shout out Cavaliers. But he he's talking about. Um, I hold no allegiances to the University of Virginia. <laughs> he's talking about like how the college landscape has changed over the years and how like it went from. 
it, I it's become a business. It is. And, and college, it's a tuition scam. Yeah, college is a business. And the goal of literally, like, he, he mentioned another administrator who he was talking to. And the administrator said, yeah, colleges don't have admissions departments anymore. They have marketing departments. Right. They are there to market. And they are there to sell their school to prospective students and, and say, basically, oh, we have all these buildings, th- we have all these activities, these extracurriculars, yeah. we have all these different majors and stuff, and like that's why you should come here and give us your money so that yeah. we can build more yeah. and attract more people and get more money. I, and- think, I think they're selling parents, too. Oh, big time. And parents parents want to say that their kids are going to, to such, such and such a su- college. Yeah. They're going to the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Yeah, they're going. It's a status. Yeah, it's a status symbol for the parents almost more than the student. It's mm-hmm. wild. Yeah, some parents are very, very involved in that that process. And that major that she's majoring in will make her no money, yeah. but she can't drop out. Her parents would look at her funny. Damn, Kanye West of college dropout, <laughs> like two thousand four or something, yeah. spitting straight facts back then. Straight facts. Yeah, it's. You you can't drop sad. out because of your how your parents would view you. If I had a dime for every time some college student told me that, yep. my mom would be pissed. Yeah, I won't my, drop out. I won't not go to college because my right. parents would be mad. Or yeah, I I have this job offer where I could go make you know sixty seventy grand a year right now, which is more than I'd be making when I get done with this degree if I go yeah. into the field. But I gotta finish this because my mom would be pissed if I don't. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Well, and, and at a certain point, there's something or, to be said about that. At a certain point, there's something point, to, to drive you through. Finish it, yeah. At a point. Yeah, because I've, I mean, I've contemplated or time I, and time again. I have to go to college to start with because my mom's making me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody wants to. The person that's been there for them for eighteen years. To be disappointed. To, or, yeah. Or even just say, you know, sorry, mom. It's hard to do. It's my life. It's hard to do. But, well, here's the the other thing about it, too. I love my mom, by the way. So, She's never pulled me one yeah. way or another. But <laughs> and so there's a lot of people that do. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, I, yeah, I never felt, I never felt like, um, like a bad pressure from my own parents to like, you know, go, go do that. But the thing about it is that it was just assumed, you know, like, right. it's like, I, you're in, you're in high school. And like, if your family can afford to send you to college, like, even if you have to take out loans, pretty much everyone has to take out loans now. Like, or like a lot of people do. Trust fund babies, they still exist. Yeah. <laughs> and, but anyway, like if you can go to college, if you can get into college and you can like financially do it, it's automatically assumed that like you're going to go to college. Like it's yeah. not, it's not even, even get like, it's not even presented as an option. Mm-hmm. It's It's not like you could go or you could not go. It's more like, all right, you're going to go or you're like, you're going to go. And the question at a lot of high school graduation parties is, so where are you going to college? Yeah. Oh, it's big not, time. I answered that question like a thousand times. Yeah. It's not. So what are your future plans? Yeah. So like, what do you want to do with your life? So where, yeah. What do you want to do with your life now <laughs> that person you, you have be? no structure? It's like, well, uh, you know, I've been a pretty decent person for the first 18, uh, if I can manage that for another eighteen, I'd like I'd like to, and uh, mm-hmm. taking it day by day. A lot more people should just say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or t- or take some time. Like, like what eighteen year old, realistically? There are they they're out there. 
I know exactly what you're about to ask. Well, there are, okay, there are the 18-year-olds who know, who have their life planned out. And they do it. And they do And it's it. wild. Yeah. There are those people. And there are people that have it very close with a few tweaks, I mean, that life throws at them and stuff. Yeah. So there's a, I think there's a good chunk of people who... Who know. Who know. Like, I'd say it's, it's only like 25%, though. Yeah. At there, most. There are a lot of people. It might be more like... 15. Yeah, I, I think a majority of people don't have any clue out of high school. Like, you're they, they maybe have right. an idea where they're like, oh, like maybe I could study that. Yeah. But it's not like this is what I'm doing with the rest of my mm-hmm. life. Like, definitively. No. There's a, no one knows that. I think a lot more people know what they want to do than follow through and execute on what they want to do. Yeah. They're doing what they think they should do based on somebody else's opinion mm-hmm. whether it be their mom their friends society yeah. in general yeah dude like there's a and mainly artists oh. they don't they don't want to they don't want to <laughs> chase like if you're creative you can't you can't go paint you're not going to make any money being yeah. an art major you're not going to make any money going trying to write yeah trying be, to musician, be a musician yeah. a singer actor yeah those things are assumed wow. that you have to have even you have like to have prodigy level talent on those things yeah. for for people to be like oh okay even that. a designer but like let's say like you want to be you want to be in the arts of whatever kind in mm-hmm. in the creative industry you want to make videos you want to paint you want to do photography yeah you have to have prod you have to be you have to have amazing talent to make it is what what people say make it but what about making it is just being happy making 40 grand a year doing that mm-hmm. as opposed to making 60 grand a year doing miserable. something you hate yeah and you're really happy over here in your used toyota instead of in your mercedes you're yeah. in your you're in your used toyota wearing the cheapest pair of new balances you got at the shoe store and you're happy doing what you love every day or you go and you work for this firm and you have a prestigious job making 70, 80 grand. But you have 20 pair of new Nikes and Mercedes. Yeah. You're you wearing Ralph Lauren. <laughs> but you hate what you do. Yeah. But hey, you're crying in the Mercedes. Yeah. Or would you rather smile in the Toyota? It's... Yeah. Well, and, and that's our, <laughs> and that says a lot about our, our idea of success. Where like success is like, it's so... And it's like so external, and we're all, so we're all guilty of it. We look at the guy in the Mercedes, and we we all do it. And oh, he's like, he's like, oh, that guy's bossing right now. Yeah, he's flexing on all of us. Yeah, like he's got it figured out. And then we see some guy pull up in a, like a older, you know, ten. His cars from like ten, yeah. twelve, fifteen you years think, ago. Oh, that guy's. And, a, and he's wearing like he's shit. He he clearly bought at Goodwill. Yeah, and he's and sometimes those people even have money. Oh yeah. Sometimes those people are just woke. I know like, people who got even money. If, even if like you know they just can't afford that, they're happier. They're the woke ones that got it figured out. Maybe. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Well, and so it's like, if if success is just money, or I don't think fame, it's not monetary. No. no, no, I don't either. But that's that's kind of what we're being fed. Like we we've always been fed that because. What's your idea? We're looking at these celebrities. What's your idea? What do you mean? Of success. Of success? And if you, when you're 90 and you're laying there, let's end with this. When you're 90 and you're laying there and you're like, fuck, was my life successful? How will you gauge that? Will it be 
for some people it's accomplishments could be how well you raise your kids it could be did i live it to the fullest and was i happy mm-hmm. and no re- mine's no regrets i just don't i just don't want to die having a whole list of having a having big holes of stuff that i yeah. should have done uh-huh. that you didn't have the courage to do that i didn't have the courage to do yeah and that, yeah that's what a lot of people regret like when they're really old like they they don't regret the things they did they regret the things they didn't do right like so what's i want to know what your idea is for me my when you're 90 and you're laying there you got to put your really think about 90 year old sam anderson it'll be dependent upon (laughs) how many people how many lives did i touch how many people did I That's lift, amazing. lift up in my life? How many people did I... How many people are there visit, yeah. visiting you when you're 90? Not not even that. Not even how many... How many show how up to the people, funeral? Not even necessarily how many people are, you know... So you don't want the notoriety as much as not, you just want the... It's not, yeah, it's not as much the notoriety as it is like... As you know for yourself that you made an impact on lives of others, whether yeah. it be directly or indirectly. Yeah, like that people, that I had a positive impact on people. Like, where people, their interactions with me were positive, And they, I gave them something of value for their spirit. Like, that's amazing. That's, that's what, you know, determines success for me. And like, also how much, how much, how much did I... What, to what degree did I love people? Ooh. Like, how capable of love was I? Like, mm-hmm. was I only capable of love when it served me? Was I only capable of love when, like, I got some sort of benefit out of it and, like, I just used people to get, like, to get love? Or did I really genuinely, like, love people as they were? Like, what is love? <laughs> Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> Love. Sorry. Yeah, love is... I think love is the meaning of life. Ooh, live to love and love to live. Yeah. I love that. All right, we can wrap it up right there. This will, We got a long podcast right now. All right. This is wild. Thanks for... Yeah. It's been real. Yeah, dude, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me in the... In the Anderson suite. The in, suite. In, <laughs> on the southwestern side of lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Beautiful fucking city. Right underneath Granddad Bluff. We are posted up underneath Granddad's right now. Actually, when I posted my Instagram picture last night, it popped up that I was at Granddad Bluff. Yeah, I saw that. I was kind of like, what? (laughs) I'm like, I'll go with it. We're pretty close. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, critters. We outie. Hold on. A few more seconds. And...